Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 242 of Pat Armistead. How are you, Pat? I am just awesome. Thank you so much. Good to see you again. <laughs> Likewise. Now, we're not going to go into your background or your backstory. For people, this is the second time Pat's been on the podcast. If you want to, if you listen today and absolutely love it, which I'm sure you will, you go back to episode 149 as we dive into everything about Pat uh, and where she is today. But the one thing I've wanted, and why I've reached out to you again, Pat, is because you are the joyologist, one of the happiest, joyful people in the world. How have you been the last 18 months? First part of the question. Second, can you spread some joy with us? Because we need it at the moment. Um, how have I been? Uh, primarily, okay, well, primarily okay. Um, and yes, I will <laughs> to answer Perfect. both. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I think uh, at the very beginning, when it all occurred, I, I was a bit alarmed like everyone else. And then as it rolled out, I really got present to um, how my life had prepared me for this time. And I went back and visited some really challenging periods in my past, but I also saw where I'd done an extraordinary thing in those times. And I started analyzing, what did I actually do? And it was all about creativity and flow. Ooh. So there's been that, that capacity there. Even when I was nursing, there were there, you know, you can't be too creative. <laughs> <laughs> With certain things, I'm sure. <laughs> well, what if I put this brain somewhere else? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then that's really informed then everything that's come forward for me this last 18 months um, about how to help people find that when external reality is, is painting another picture. Mm. And, and I think with that as well, that it's really made everyone stop, think and pause because we've had to um, and really look a little bit deeper. And I know just from walking around, Pat, that, there's so many more people out walking, riding their bikes. Um, I think adult colouring in kits, they sold out everywhere. Puzzles, they're all gone. And like you said, that's being creative. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's one of the most yes. desirable skills for people hiring now. Are they creative? What are they do? Can they think outside? What are they going to come up with? So for you, what do you normally say to people when you're like, creativity works, but people are like, where do I start? Yeah. So many people when you... In my experience, when you talk about creativity, they think you mean art or yep. some kind of artistic expression. And it's not that at all, of course. It's about um, we're primarily ruled by our head brain, but we've actually got a heart brain and a gut brain. I'm an MBIT coach and I teach people how to get access to the three brains and get them working together. So you're working from your heart's desire <laughs> and you're taking from your gut your deeply intuitive nature. You're deeply, in, you know, you're getting access and finding courage to be that. Um, it's, I'm an artist and have been for a long time and I've exhibited. And there's each time there's nothing more, perhaps next to speaking, there's nothing more challenging than saying, I did this. 
oh, what if they don't like it? <laughs> huh? um, so, you know, giving vent to that. So, and there are many ways in which we can um, bring expression forward. And one of the things I've been saying to people in business, especially, is strategy alone is not going to take us forward. You know, we've relied so heavily on that in the past. And now I think there's consciousness, compassion, and creativity. And add into that empathy, which is kind of a new thing in the business world, but it's not a new thing in our humanity. Not at all. You know, and um, being able to, to be more fully human is to be more fully expressed. And, you know, the... And I think one of the things that helps with that is learning to be, um, learning to be with yourself, not by yourself so much, but more with yourself. Who who am I when there's no one around? Mm, and and that's scary for a lot of people, isn't it? I know I used to get scared by it. <laughs> yeah, I love people, and you know the those lockdown periods were like oh, and it's like well. Uh, you've got to create something, Pat. So, you know, I just had to commit. I'm going to ring two or three people every day. I have to have that. I'm single, so I've got to have that in my life. Yeah. Um, and then it's not just about feeding your own thing. It's like, wonder who'd like a hand today <laughs> um, coming from, from that space, you know, what can I do? And then I'm a bit of an imp like yourself and <laughs> it's like, what can I bring? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a joke teller, but I've got stories. And, you know, being able to be appropriate in your humour or not. Um, I think I might have shared with you once before, Patch Adams, um, his mother is a diabetic and she had one of her legs removed because of poor circulation quite some years back. And he was there when she woke up from the anaesthetic and he's patting a hand as her eyelids are fluttering open. And he leaned forward and in his big booming voice, he said, well, Ma, now you know what it's like to have one foot in the grave. <laughs> now, not everyone, not everyone could get away with that. But because there's context and association, it was perfectly fine. But it's also a pattern interrupt. You know, and I think um, we can be that, you know, uh, it's very, very easy to spiral down at the moment. And, you know, just by merit of what we, the authentic self that we bring forward can bust that yeah. if we have the courage. Correct. And right? I think that, like you're saying there, Pat, the, the courage to be vulnerable, but like you said, be empathetic as well. And you're thinking, all right, yes, I've lost a lot. Yes, I need connection, but how can I help somebody else? What are they going through at the moment? And that's, for me, people that are doing that, I feel are in a better place than people that are worried about themselves. I don't know, have you seen that sort of side of things? Yeah. I, um, on the 15th of January, 2020, I don't know if I've shared this with you, um, I saw a photo of Farron Turlich a man who lives in Cabargo, a dairy farmer, whose property, along with many others, was devastated by the bushfires. So he was sitting in a chair in front of his burnt out property. 
and the despair on his face broke my heart. And I thought, I have to talk to him. So I knew his name from the article and I went on a search. I found his name and phone number in a dairy register <laughs> and put my big girl pants on and rang him and said, I've seen your photo. Um, I would like to stay in touch with you. So I have rung Farron Turlich every day ever since. Really? Five-minute call. How's things? He's still fencing. He's still fencing. From, you know, like two, uh, that's nearly two years ago. Nearly two years ago. Um, and I'm not there to coach him, although there's been a couple of times when, you know, he's clearly needed some help. Every now and again, he gets annoyed when I put my nurse's hat on and <laughs> um, <laughs> tell him what to do in, in respect to his health and stress. Um but it was about having his back. And, you know, I thought I had a lot of losses many years back. And I thought, how would it have been if someone had had my back like that? Wow. Pat, that's so powerful. Every, and Every day. I, I, you, and I know um, from our last podcast, the amount of cards and notes and handwritten letters you've done, it's, in the, it's nearly 20,000 or something. It probably is now, which is just shows the person you are. But how was how was he... How was um, Farron, how's he received, um, you know, firstly you call um, because it's so, it's bizarre in today's world. Like, let's be honest, people don't do that. Um, but then how's he, you've obviously formed a friendship and has it helped him over what could only be, you know, losing everything is horrific. How's that connection you've built and put yourself out there helped him? Um. Look, I think the biggest thing for both of us has been um, like we're both poles apart in what our lives are like, um, yet there has been a shared intimacy. Um, for two or three months afterwards, he just coughed and coughed incessantly from the smoke, right? Oh, wow. Um, and I kept saying to him, have you been to the doctor yet? No. you been to the doctor yet? No. And one day I didn't lose it, but I put my matron's hat on and said, man, you got to go. Um, and we both burst into laughter, all right, around the bully matron coming in and putting the hat on and um, serving him the thing. And it was in that moment that something was formed that, um, that was a bond, poles apart. I wanted to go down there and deliver some grieving programs to that community. Um, they had six deaths. Um, they've had two suicides since. Um, 30 people have left town, aren't coming back. Um, the devastation continues in those burnt out areas. And, you know, the I rallied uh, probably 30 other speaker colleagues who all said, love to help Pat, what do you need? And I said, well, I'd like to help them set up their own healing centre there. So do you have a book? Do you have any audio, uh, meditations, that kind of thing? So boxes, <laughs> not just one of us, but boxes of books and audios um, have gone to his place. And, you know, I just really get, like you say, he's a farmer. 
um, <laughs> you know, this woman from another world um, keeps making all this stuff arrive. So sometimes we can't manifest for ourselves, but we can ask another. And, you know, some of those speakers, I didn't know all that well, but I just said what I'm doing. And, you know, people will say yes or no. Don't be attached to either. Um, one woman gave me 30 tapes, 30 audios. So the it's just a bond. And, you know, the I don't have a big window in his world in terms of fully understanding the life of a dairy farmer. However, I do know um, his property has been in the family for about 170 years. Wow. It's like, it's a bit like the Aboriginal culture and their connection to the land. It's the same for a farmer. Like every, every fence post is lovingly installed and, you know, it's, it's workmanship and it's connection to nature and it's that um, everything is to do with touch and sensitivity, although he wouldn't call himself a sensitive bloke. <laughs> um, <laughs> not at all. But that thing. Yeah. And one, one day he said to me, uh, this is in the early few months, um, support was withdrawn fairly quickly. And people were still living in tents and, um, you know, dossing on the floor in the community centre. Uh, and all of that support that was feeding into that was finished. And um, his wife was doing some work as well, you know, in and around that. And he said one day, would you talk to my wife too? And it was like, oh, my goodness, yes, of course, you know. Um, so we, we don't have to... The point I think of sharing that story is I thought I'd go down there and I'm going to do, you know, a series of grief programs. I'll go down for a fortnight and I'll just do a rolling series and be available one-on-one -on -one and run some sessions. And of course that didn't happen because COVID hit. Um, and then I've just seen the difference. One thing with one person, sometimes five minutes, sometimes 10 um, that's all it's been ever. And the, it's about commitment. Can I read, I love the virtues cards and, um, commitment is about caring deeply about a person, a goal or a belief. Once we discern a direction, we go for it wholeheartedly. We don't hold back, second guess or hesitate to act on it fully. We set goals and achieve them. We make promises and keep them. And I think that's key. Mm. I, I am going to be my word here. And what that does for me, of course, is gets me back into a place of integrity about who I'm going to be when people are watching, <laughs> but also yeah. who am I going to be when they're not watching? Mm. Will I hold that level of integrity for myself too? And, you know, this... I've been intermittently having, you know, certain disciplines with health and fitness and meditation. And um, to be honest, I haven't consistently done it the same every day. But by golly, I nearly have this 18 months. Mm. And it's helped me. 
I bet it. Well, okay. like you're saying, like you're saying there, Pat. Like, like the farmer, his purpose every day is his farm. Do you know that gives him something. Whereas you being consistent and showing up and the courage to do that every day, that's giving you purpose. And then that flows into other areas. And it only has to be like five or ten minutes a day. It's not a lot. I know you're going out of your way to ring and do all these things, but that five or ten minutes is giving you that drive to flow on in everything else you're doing in your life, really. Yes, and to to inspire others. You know, many people have said to me, I can't believe you did that, Pat. How did you do that? And it's like, well, I saw his photo and I was touched. Yeah. And I went and found him. I'm going to go find this man. <laughs> the internet. The, the internet's a pretty, you can find a lot of things on the internet, can't you, Pat? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the... <clears throat> the we we forget when we were kind of you know assaulted by a whole range of things we forget um the enduring grief and loss um you know property livestock um everybody's cows were in everyone else's place over this period because fences were burnt down so everyone's tetchy about your cows are in my paddock oh. <laughs> how do you stop really? the fence <laughs> oh i think that's the least of their worries at the moment like he would often he often had to go and bring back his cows from somewhere or vice versa and just the i said to him one time you and any of the other farmers ever get together and have dinner? He said, no. I said, well, I think you should. Yeah. What, you know? why, why, why doesn't that happen? Like when they're, they're all got something so common in, you know, they're all farmers. They've all gone through horrific fires. Wouldn't that be something you'd try and connect with and share? Hey, going, well, I suppose they don't share their feelings or things like that. But I don't think that. I think they did when they were all, you know, dossing down in the community centre. Um, but I think as things started to come back and they had to rely more and more just on themselves, um, they have had intermittent support come in and out of the town, but um, primarily. Um, so I, I think it's just been forgotten a bit. Yeah. Just yeah. the isolation and the plot and having to get on with things and chasing local government to remove the debris and um, just that long slog yeah. through the cleanup and the, the unrelenting nature of it, you know, like he's still fencing. Yeah. The, so it's a big property. Uh, there are five, actually five properties altogether. Um, so, you know, I really get that. And the, um, so for me to arrive and be, you know, know nothing about farming, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to just be cheeky and um, like he's never meditated or um, managed his stress. And, you know, the, I said, did you live near a creek or a river or a stream? Oh, yes, probably on the way home. There's one. I said, well, you know, how would it be if you went, took your boots off and went and sat there with your feet in the water one afternoon on your way home? And uh, it took about a month, but he eventually did it. Yeah. <laughs> but we can lead people to um, 
an experience they haven't had before, which creates a shift. Yeah. Mm. And, I, you know, that's just one small, one small piece, but the, the goodwill. When we step out in goodwill, we leave a trail, like the crumbs are there, yeah. <laughs> you know, and others might find those crumbs and they might not. So, you know, it was never about wonder who will see me doing this, right? It was just he and I. Yeah. And, you know, the, the journey with applying for funding, which never came and um, support that was promised financial never happened and, so, you know, the repeated rebuttal of that. Um, and then <laughs> Pat arrives. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, to, to, not, to not negate either how he's feeling. Yeah. And a few times, and I love this, he's rung me a wow. number of times. Not, not coping, Pat. Not coping. That's that's uh, Pat, and in in a way that just shows how may not ever say it out loud, but him reciprocating and ringing you back shows the impact you're having and how important that daily connection is, and just you showing up without knowing him. It's not even about that, and I think that's the beauty of kindness, and that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. That you don't do it and want anything in return, and if you are doing it and want something in return or keeping score, then don't do it because it's not authentic. So. I think one of the best things about that story, Patty, is that th this is a perfect opportunity to be empathetic. Think about somebody else that is in a position that needs something from you. And it's not money. It's not, you're not sending money or gifts or anything like that. You're just giving up your time. So is, yeah. do you think at the moment that's the number one thing that people can do to bring more joy to themselves and particularly other people? Absolutely. You know, the all of my life has been about being in service. I was a nurse for 16 years. Then I had my own production company. But in that time, I was part of the, uh, I was on a hospital board. I served a number of different charities. And, you know, all about this, you know, contributing to humanity. And there's, there's something about being in service, if you like, um, that... Um, for me, it's connection, you know, to be able to walk into a room and very quickly create a high trust environment and make something happen is just the most amazing buzz for me. And, um, you know, <laughs> faith has kind of gone out the window this last 18 months. And I'm not talking necessarily about God, but just faith, faith in humanity, faith that we're going to get through this. Um, <laughs> And I've my clown character when I chilled with Patch Adams was called Doubting Thomas. And I've written a stage play, which I had hoped to release this year. Ah, uh, not this year. <laughs> uh, but it's called When Doubting Thomas Meets Enduring Faith. And it's a journey in how my commitment, I think that'll come up back the front, um, to the practice of the virtues has supported that trend for me personally about overcoming doubt and fulfilling on um, heart desire, if you like. And, the, you know, when we've got a, 
a default setting and we've all got one <laughs> um, and you know we fall back into it fall back into it we, we need some principles to keep us on track so for me for 20 years i've been drawing a virtue card every sunday night it's my virtue for the week and I, um, the one this week is actually integrity so integrity is standing up for what we believe is right we keep faith in our ideals and live by our deepest values and there's a bit more um so the question you are you you say with this little practice is right where is it in my own life and where is it not <laughs> and then as you step out into the week um where is it in the lives of others and where do i perceive it's missing and it's in that space where you perceive it's missing, either in your own life or someone else's, that's your opportunity to be a contribution. Mm. So that guides all that glad mail that I've written. You know, it's been driven by um, these practices and this is not hard to do. It's so you just draw the card, all right, integrity this week, get on with your life. And it's a bit like when you decide, right, I'm going to have a red sports car one day. And suddenly you start seeing red sports cars everywhere. It's um, so true. <laughs> it is so, so true, Pat. This is just the easiest discipline to get yourself present to life. For me, it's taught me and supported me to be more of a, an observer than a judger. So it means I, I'm just noticing things rather than, you know, you can go, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> or you can go, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing that, you know, and, and immediately you've got, how can I be a contribution? Hmm. I, I love that as well. And, and like you said, that's a beautiful way to kickstart your week. That's a routine. And um, I think that's another thing that's really been, missing for a lot of people. And I know myself that I haven't left the house for over 230 days because my routine's gone. So a simple little thing like that kickstarts your week, gives you that purpose. Um, and that's really helped you. And it's obviously set you really well for 20 years. So Pat, let's talk about glad mail. I know people probably heard episode 149, but how many, what are you up to at the moment? And can you explain it to people? Oh. Because it's, it's bloody amazing. Let's be honest. And you are a freak <laughs> at this. I've never ever heard someone send so many cards. The, I, met, I moved to New Zealand over 20 years ago. And um, the first company I worked for there had, um, was a private training school. And the attendance rate was 35%. And so were outcomes. So they had a process for disciplining their people, their students, which wasn't particularly nice. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. So I sat down and I got to know the students and I wrote all of those students a one-page letter, honouring, celebrating, congratulating who I saw they were being. Sometimes they didn't get more than 14 words a minute typing, right? They were second chance learners. However, you sit with people long enough and you can write a page. So I was with that company two years. When I left, I'd written 2,000 pieces of mail, one-page wow. letters, and the attendance rate was 80% and so were outcomes. 
all I did was catch people doing something right. I was looking for the good. Yeah. When I left there, I thought I can't sustain that many one-page letters uh, <laughs> moving forward. Um, but I can write cards. So I just committed, I'm going to write, I'm going to send three pieces of glad mail a day. No matter where I go, what I do, it's like I'll have cards in my bag. So bus drivers have received glad mail from me <laughs> over the years. Um, <clears throat> I got on a bus one time up here in Brisbane and a young man in dreads was driving the bus, perhaps about 30 years of age. And as I got on, he said to me, good morning, human. Oh, well, I just like, I'm a, who are you, you know? So I sat down and wrote him a card and I handed it to him as I got off and he said, oh, what's this? And I said, oh, it's just glad mail, something that I've written for you. And he said, like he threw it on the dashboard and he said, I might look at it. And in that moment, I knew how much that man hurt. There's a broken man driving this bus, you know. Anytime anyone rebuts or refutes, there's pain. Um, so I hope you wrote it. But even the gesture of goodwill, if you sit and press really hard on the page and let's say write love, right, and then put your finger underneath the page, you can feel the imprint of where your pen has been. So even that, these are all handwritten, handwritten communications. Even that is making an impression on the universe, right? So you're sending out goodwill um, on an energy level as well as personally. So over, I give out um, glad mail when I do a keynote at a conference. <laughs> uh, I have usually line up somebody who's going to be my postie. They've got a whistle. They interrupt me, blow the whistle. Oh, mail <laughs> and then I ask in the audience because it's always written the night before just stream of consciousness what do people need to hear from me and so I ask who in the room needs to receive some glad mail and there'll be that pause because people don't like or are very uncomfortable receiving they are hmm? it's a skill yeah. So I do it everywhere. There was a woman in a supermarket. Uh, I'm about three or four people back from her. And I'd say she had some issues and challenges. And she's wanting her cash change from the, the young 16-year-old girl who's serving her in certain denominations. So this the little girl's getting all flustered and she's sorting it out. And when I got up to you know her and it's my turn, I leaned forward and just said, don't be too concerned about that lady. It's, you know, she's got the problem. You're okay. But it still sat with me. So I went and bought a card and the card had on it a dog with a ball. And I can't remember the exact words, but I wrote something like, darling, whatever her name was, I knew a name from a badge. Um, whatever was going on for that lady, she just didn't want to play ball. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't about you. <laughs> and I went back and I gave it to her personally. Now, I know she's going to go home. She's going to show that to mum and dad. And for a time, she's going to treasure it. 
because it never happens. Yeah, it, it doesn't, does it? And no. I, and too often, and I say this a lot because I know since having you on episode 149, I used to send a lot of messages virtually. So, you know, like through Facebook or text message or email, but now I, I, I write so many and post it to people because receiving that in the mail is incredible. Instead of getting a bill yes. or junk mail, it seriously, and I'm looking around at my office now, there are so many of them because it inspires more people to do it. And that's what you've done, Pat. And if people are listening, that's the easiest and simplest thing you can do. I bet you know somebody, just think about who you know their address and go and write them a card of why they mean something to you or yeah. just remind them of a story or a memory you had together. It's so simple, but it, the impact that it has is seriously crazy. Yes. It really, so now really it's is. well over. I need to do a fresh count, but it's well over, well over 20,000. That you are one super son. That's why you are the joyologist. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So just recapping what we've spoken about today, that, you know, doing things for other people just because, thinking of them before yourself, but then what that actually, you get so much back in return. It's sort of like a, a kindness boomerang where you're throwing it out to the world. What comes back? You're not, you're not doing it for that, but it does make you feel good, doesn't it? Yes. And, you know, it's the, the you know, in ringing Farron, it doesn't matter what time I ring. I just do it when I can. Um, and it's the, I made a commitment and in being my word, I'm healing, you know? It's healing for me because there are times when I haven't been my word. So this has been one way to really step up in just one thing to, uh, and then with COVID, it was like all these other practices now that I'm not negotiable on. I will do, I will do my five minutes, I get out of bed and I put my feet on the ground and I say thank you three times to Wayne Dyer because he used to do that. Yep. So I'm speaking to, you know, he's in heaven now. Um, and then my, I'm arthritic, so my, my stretching routine and then my aerobic routine and then I'm learning Qigong. So that, so, and in the past... <laughs> I would have intermittently done them over the week, but now they're not negotiable. And Farron has helped with that. Because if I'm going to be my word to him, I'm not really integrous if I don't do my, be my word to myself. Got to practice what you preach, don't you, Pat? I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of people <laughs> portray certain things. I know I used to sometimes. But you actually got to walk the walk if you're going to do the talk the talk. And it, essentially, that's what your commitment has done. So final question, Pat, do you, when hopefully life returns, whatever that's going to be, do you plan on going up and obviously or going down, sorry, and, and seeing Farron and, um, and the community like you, you plan to do? Yeah, I'd love to. That would be great. And they probably would be ready now to receive some grief support. For a long time, they really weren't, right? They had to just deal with the current reality. The our uh, and park, park some of that grief. Um, 
but now now they do have right they have created a room somewhere someone's given them a room and a lot of that stuff is there and they've put more stuff of their own in the room so there, there's a little center now for people to come together so i think to go now would or you know soon <laughs> um yeah. would be very well received and you see i mean i've only had that continuity with him but it doesn't matter that it wasn't with the other 700 people um it, it's like there there's my thread there's my enduring connection it's about that enduring thing mm. and um you know, gosh, you know, for so many, especially in Victoria and now New South Wales, um, you know, the without without that enduring connection, um, we're lost. Yeah, yeah, and and unfortunately, it's uh, that's where we are at the moment. But like you said, we've still got phones. We've still got ways to contact, reach people. The the mail's still going, so. Um, if you are listening today and you, you'll know somebody that needs to hear from you or needs a bit of gladi mail or just needs a telephone call or a card in the mail, anything, um, put that person before your own needs. Take the five or 10 minutes like Pat's done every day because essentially it's a double-edged sword in a good way because it gives you purpose again. And um, Pat, uh, I knew I for having you on the show, and I didn't know that story about Farron, but you always have wonderful stories. And if you like Pat's stories, episode 149, um, get a lot more of those. Um, and Pat, yeah, for me, as always, I do this podcast. It's a little bit selfish because I need a lift sometimes as well. And yeah. speaking to you today and like last time and um, done webinars with you and everything like that, that your personality is infectious and um, hopefully people have taken that away from today. So thanks again for your time, Pat. It's been brilliant having you on the Lovely. show. Lovely. Blessings to everyone.